Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 214 of the Spoiler Alert Podcast, brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. This is Danny, and I'm here with Mike, and tonight we'll be discussing the new documentary film, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Mike, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Danny. How are you? I'm doing uh, awesome. Okay, is that, great. Is that fair to say? Oh, like, I don't want to put anybody awesome. down. I don't want to bum anybody out. No, I'm doing great. It's hard to be in a bad mood watching a movie about Fred Rogers, right? Like, this is this is one of the friendliest men ever. Well, I, I tend to agree. I think in the film, we see some people who aren't necessarily as enamored with him. So there's probably somebody who wouldn't be awesome. Fair. But Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, before we get into it, one real quick thing I just wanted to touch on that's not awesome for you and I and for many of our listeners. And we'll keep it really quick. I just want to take the moment. Policy. Yep. Yep. We're going to cover that. We're going to solve that. We're going to get into that. I yeah. want I want to take the time to solve that here and now. I've got a great eight-point plan. No, I just want to say, what is up with MoviePass? They what are, happened? Yeah. They are going completely off the rails here. First of all, they've introduced something called peak pricing, which now, during certain weekends and for certain movies, when you go, they're going to charge you more. So you'll pay your your monthly subscription fee, but let's say you want to go see um, the new big movie this weekend. You want to go see the new Jurassic Park movie. They'll charge you an extra two or three dollars. So you swipe your card, but you still have to pay you two or three have... bucks for that ticket. Oh. I, I think I told you that this happened yes, to me yes, recently. Yes, that happened right? to you. Okay, you must have right. been beta tested. All yes, right. you, you're. Yeah. But it's going to happen all the time now. When you go on opening weekend, you go on peak times. Of course, they're trying to help theater owners smooth out. The traffic. So instead of everybody coming opening night, Friday, Saturday night, they want you there Wednesday at two o'clock. Um, also, of course, it's a way for them to just make more revenue. Now, this is in the the face of AMC introducing their own subscription service this week, where it's twenty dollars a month, but you get to see three, three movies, movies a week. per week. Yeah. So it's it's still a dozen movies a month for twenty bucks, which right. is a good deal. You can see any kind of movie, 3D, IMAX, and you can buy your tickets ahead of time mm. and choose your seat from your phone. Yeah. So, and then finally, I'll just put out there, Alamo Drafthouse is also testing their own subscription service. It's currently only available at one of their, their theaters, I think in New Jersey. Okay. One theater is testing it, but they plan to roll that out broadly. And what, what MoviePass did this week, on top of the ludicrous... Um, <laughs> demand pricing or peak pricing and all these stupid changes they're making i actually got an email from them offering me the opportunity to buy swag like i can buy a movie pass sweatshirt or a movie pass hurt like branded items that i can pay for is their solution to win my loyalty movie pass i'm sorry this is on top of their uh parent company needing uh Close to a billion dollars, they said, and trying to raise over a hundred million dollars in the uh, oh fixed God. income debt markets. Just it's going bonkers. Yeah, Maybe you, you should get some of the swag just to put uh, in a time capsule. Probably probably not. Uh, yeah. uh, you know where I stand with MoviePass, despite the fact that I talk about them all the time. We've talked off the record about some of my frustrations with their policies and enforcing of their terms and conditions with me. So, Sort of a bonkers week. I just had to bring it up because who knows how long they're going to be around. So, wow. Let's wow. move on. Why don't you give us a plot recap? We're here to talk about Won't You Be My Won't Neighbor. Won't You Be My Neighbor. This is the story of Mr. Fred Rogers uh, and his ascent into public television. 
He's an ordained minister, a declared Republican, a devoted husband and loving father of two sons who loved and respected children so much that he devoted his career to educating them and making them happy through his television show. And that's essentially the documentary of Won't You Be My Neighbor? Right up front, I have to ask you a question because I yeah. was thinking about this. You're a big documentary guy. You you try to see them uh, all the ones that get nominated yep. each year. There, there. It's a genre you're you're a fan of. A lot of documentaries come with, for lack of a better term, an agenda. They right. want you to yes. think a certain way, believe something, take action, <laughs> get riled up. What was the agenda of this movie? It's the thing that I didn't like about this movie is that I don't quite know what it wanted me to feel about Mr. Rogers, about public television in general, about his television show. That's sort of what I struggled with. I liked the movie. I wiped tears away from my face several times throughout it. I I love Mr. Rogers. This was an incredibly nostalgic time capsule for me. But I don't know what the agenda was. I, I don't know if it was meant to be a get behind public television, if it was a meant to get behind Mr. Rogers, who was a kind, wonderful man. I, I really don't know. What what was your take on that? I, well, so I enjoyed the movie a lot. I, I like you, it was nostalgic for me. I, I don't like have memories of watching Mr. Rogers, but as they showed clips, I thought, oh yeah, I used to watch this as a kid. Like I couldn't have just reminisced about Mr. Rogers beforehand. And afterwards I talked to my wife about it and she said, oh, did you see him feed the fish in his fish tank? And (laughs) so she could very, I mean, she's got an amazing memory, but she right away, she could just imagine sitting there and watching Mr. Rogers. Um, So just, I I clearly was a fan when I was a kid. It just didn't stick out my, my mind very much, but I couldn't put my, finger on what we were supposed to have as a takeaway other than this was a really amazing guy right and he was unique at the time and is probably still unique to this day and that maybe the big secret about him is that he really was a decent loving guy yeah there's no twisted backstory there's no facade there's no dark side there's no he was a serial killer or a a Navy SEAL or what some of the, the rumors <laughs> right, were. Right, right. He's just a good guy a who genuinely wanted to help children and thought this was a, a an effective way to do so. But is that much of a hook for a documentary? Yeah. I just was sort of surprised by the whole the whole affair. I, I totally agree with you. It was there wasn't much of a hook here, and that was what I left the theater thinking this was such a unique documentary. I'm like you said, I'm enthralled by documentaries. I love seeing the Oscar-nominated ones. You know, we got to see the Amy Winehouse one a couple of year, a couple of years yep. ago, which was, I think, the closest parallel to this that I would yeah, maybe. call because it's just really the story of a person, and also the story. I, I think that I really liked about this movie was it wasn't a a biopic of Fred Rogers. It wasn't a birth to death story of his life. This right. was the story of him creating a show, like at the moment that he started creating the show and how really crappy the show really should have been by standards yeah. of any kind of television. And that was really interesting to me. I, I found that 
I found that pretty enthralling. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to like about the story itself and about Fred and his work. Just as a brief aside, one of the things I liked about this, I was expecting a lot of like celebrity um, testimonials. Like I expected to see, you know, a little sit down with Oprah and talked about talking about how she sure. was so in, in love with Fred Rogers and how he paved the way for uh you know people to connect with the audience in a different way and and senators and congress uh men and women to say well you know we owe such a debt of gratitude to fred rogers and blah 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 and there really wasn't any of that no the people who are interviewed in this movie are the people who knew him who were close to him and whose lives he impacted on a primary basis and i thought that is great not only did it mean they have great access, obviously, to the family, but it just felt so much more real as opposed to a lot of people just paying lip service to a guy that it's pretty easy to say nice things about. Yeah. So I liked that as the, from a filmmaker standpoint. I, I was impressed by that. One of the things that I struggled with a little bit is that there's a segment about two-thirds of the way through the movie where one of the characters who is in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, who is a black and I didn't know at the time gay man, mm-hmm. explained how he was sort of educated by Mr. Rogers that he couldn't keep going to this gay bar in New York or in Pittsburgh or wherever it was that they lived. Yeah. And that, I think, was a part of the movie that I really struggled with because I couldn't get what they were trying to tell me about about Mr. Rogers and his beliefs. So I I know that he's a Republican and I know that he is a an incredibly kind man. And one of his best buds on the show, he said, you can't be on this show anymore if you keep going to this gay bar. And I really had a tough time with that segment of the movie because it was very quick. It only lasted a couple of minutes and they it, it sort of seemed that they glossed over it. And I didn't know, I, I didn't believe that Mr. Rogers was intolerant. I was confused by the exact same portion because it, it seemed like it flew in the face of everything we learned about Fred Rogers for the first two thirds of the movie. All he's he was singing about to, is, is be glad that you're you. I love you just yep. the way you are. And, and he broke, he broke down the barriers by having a black man on screen with him and washed his feet and, you know, very tolerant, very, hey, we're all equal. We're all together on this earth. We're all decent human beings. And then when he found out the guy was gay, it was like, but maybe but you, don't tell anybody that. But you and can't our, be gay publicly. Yeah. Our sponsors will leave and never will shut down the show. And then five minutes later, that same person was telling a very emotional story about how Fred very clearly accepted him for who he was and as a gay man and how he considers Fred Rogers, his surrogate father. Yes. So it's like, well, so this is the guy who just told you, you can't be you, but he loved you for being you. I, I agree. That was like, I don't know that story should have been in there or it just felt a little confused. And these are the kinds of stories that I appreciate documentaries for. Tell the, tell the full story, tell the entire picture of somebody's life warts and all so that we can understand them as people but that one was so quick left turn and then right turn and then over that i had no idea yeah where to put it like i i just kept trying to think like okay i i guess it was a a sign of the times it was him 
trying to make it in his in his new career in a weird industry at an early age and that's that's where it is yeah well the they do spend a lot of time in the film talking about sort of television in its adolescence and you mentioned earlier how the the Mr. Rogers neighborhood really should not have worked you know everything you could do wrong they did wrong, yeah. and yet somehow the show prevailed, right? It was slow. It was boring. They had cheap production values, sort of an odd host who sang to you all the time, <laughs> puppets. Like, everything about it was like, this is going to be a, a nightmare of a TV show, and yet it ran for decades and was massively beloved. And you, the documentary does such a good job of using – and what's shocking to me is I, as I watched it – you know, they'd show Fred interacting with any child and that child commanded his full attention. Yeah. And I was just so moved every time I saw him talk to a child. And then, of course, I'm thinking about what a crappy dad I am. <laughs> uh, of course. Like, hey, yes. hey, shut up, shut up. Hey, my show is on. Hey, 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 I'm just trying to finish my dinner. Can you beat it for a couple minutes? Hey, I got a podcast. So let's wrap this up. <laughs> he would like drops everything and the only thing in his world is that child and whatever questions they have. And I was just blown away time and time and time again. I 100% agree. I, I was I was one of the people in the theater wiping away tears at at least a dozen exchanges that he had with children where he would just be incredibly patient, always soft-spoken and... It, it blew my mind how he always knew the right things to say and to ask. It wasn't condescending. It wasn't right. embarrassing. It was. It, it appeared that he didn't even feel worried asking the questions that I would be worried asking a child in that situation. Like, well, you don't feel afraid right now, do you? And and I understand how it it, it feels at night when you're scared. Do you understand that? Like. It it just blew my mind how he could communicate with them in such an authentic, gentle way. Yeah. And not just children. So there, one of the other scenes that I was really blown away by, and this is a rather famous sequence, so people may have already seen it. This is when he was testifying before Congress in an effort to secure funding for public television. And they, they set the stage really well, introducing the, the representative who's kind of being a tightwad and who comes off as a real jerk. He's not really willing to listen to anybody. He doesn't want to pay for this. He's pretty much ready to let the axe fall. But okay, he's willing to sit down and just let people have their 10 minutes to kind of talk at him before he cuts their funding off. And Mr. Rogers first tells him, I wrote this speech. It would take 10 minutes, but I don't want to read it because I've heard you that you don't want people reading. So I'll trust that you'll read this later. But I do want to tell you about my show and then he reads him some song lyrics. And it is the dumbest song anyone's ever written. <laughs> it's all about how to it, deal with like feelings of anger, right? Like, right, how, like how to control how your anger. anger. Right. <laughs> and he does it in like that Fred Rogers sort of halting, slow way. And yet, the moment he's done, the, the, the representative says, well, I think that's terrific. Looks like you just got your $20 million in funding. <laughs> And I was so stunned to see an adult interact with him in that way and to be as moved as they were. 
and to see any politician willing to basically yeah. reverse their course right. to go against what they had planned on and that they were swayed by that. I just thought that was a it was a gorgeous scene and like wow the power of Fred Rogers here is more than just kids. Yeah. No, I I absolutely agree. I've seen the YouTube clip of that interaction before and I've always laughed at whatever senator or congressman was was head of the committee interviewing at the time because he just seems like such a total douche. And <laughs> and right, just being an ass to everybody in the committee until Fred yeah. Rogers gets there and he's like, Well, I, I just think that's terrific. And I'm like, oh my God, what what this this Jedi mind trick that Fred Rogers pulled on the House of Representatives is kind of amazing. And it was not it was so unironic. Yes. So sincere. Yes. And again, like the song he chose and the things he talks about were like, really, this is what you're, this is what you're I, I couldn't tell believe them to try and make this impassioned. Song. Yes, right. Yeah. Right, like, there, there's a million, th- I would have rather him sung his theme song, but just this song about how to deal with feelings of anger was hilarious. It was really something. And, you know, you're. I was left as I watched the show, not only, first of all, I was very sad because i kept wondering would kids even watch this today mm-hmm. you know if you put this on i think children would still connect to it if you gave them the chance um and i'd much rather they watch that than barney or teletubbies or thomas or whatever kids watch you know um paw patrol or whatever kids watch today um but that was sad but i just near the end they said they anytime there was a tragedy in the country, there would there was a journalist who would reach out to Mr. Rogers to say, like, how do we talk to our kids about this? And I just was struck by, we don't have anybody serving that role anymore for us right. or for our kids. And it's like we have tragedy after tragedy after tragedy, and we have parents and adults who have no idea how to best approach a child or communicate that to, to our children, and we don't have Mr. Rogers anymore to help us. And I thought, wow, what a, what a gift that was to parents and adults at the time. Yeah. And it would be great if we had somebody like that now. Danny, I completely agree with you. The scene that I think affected me the most was one where they brought Mr. Rogers out of retirement to give a public service announcement after 9-11. Because the world needed to hear the voice of a kind, coherent man who was not going to do saber rattling or anything else. And just talk to our children about dealing with grief. And I thought the world is not as great a place without having him in it to help us through those moments. Yeah. And it is sort of sad to me that I I don't know that my kids have ever watched him. We don't watch a lot of television. I think they've seen a little bit of Sesame Street. They watch a handful of other on-demand Disney shows, but... I don't know that my kids would recognize Mr. Rogers, and throughout the show, that made me a little bit sad. How about you? Do your do your kids know? No, who he our is? kids have never. No, they've never seen it. They don't know who he is. I, I I did leave thinking. I wonder if you can find it and stream it, and if I could get them to watch it. I feel like they would dial in because it is so. It shouldn't work. It should be too slow. It should be boring to all kids. But I feel like. It's sort it of mesmerizing weird, in a way. Pull. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, when he opened up the closet and showed us like two thousand tapes of episodes, I was like, "Holy!" 
And that was only after like two years. That was like right. That was like halfway through. Yeah. Like that was impressive. Well, so there's so much that I liked about the movie, even though, again, I I don't know that it had a great through line. I don't know that it had a hook. There were some confusing moments from a what are you trying to tell us about him? But I I really enjoyed the the time spent in the theater watching this movie. But there's one more sequence that I just it really I I got really moved watching it. It's near the very end. And um, it's Mr. Rogers used to tell people, like, take one minute and think about somebody who's helped you in your life. And clearly the filmmakers asked each of the the interviewees to do that. And when the movie just sort of shifts and you notice that the first person is doing just that, that they are – their eyes sort of glaze over. They kind of stare off into space. You can see people getting teary-eyed. And they just move through – eight or nine of these people who are clearly just taking a moment to think about something, someone in their life that was impactful and helpful to them. It was so moving and it was such a human moment. I was like, I was blown away at how moved I was getting watching someone else get emotional about someone that they're thinking, like some stranger got emotional about a stranger and that made me really emotional. I, I thought it was really good filmmaking and I, it was a, near the end of the movie, and it sort of capped the whole thing off. I saw this film in Dallas at the Alamo Draft House at a like I don't know if it's a matinee, but like the right before five o'clock show. Sure. And uh, it was in one of the smaller theaters, but it was over half full, which I thought was kind of impressive for a weekday documentary showing. There were several points throughout the movie where I stopped and looked around at the others that were there, it was constant wiping away tears. Like, I I don't know what it is about this movie that made people so... uh, I mean, you can't say upset. Like, it it was just uh, endeared and emotional about Fred Rogers' life and their life and their life as a result of having Fred Rogers in their life that it was... You could hear people crying throughout the yeah. theater, and I thought that was kind of amazing. But what's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with Daniel Tiger's middle name being Stripehead? Not striped. His name is Daniel Striped Tiger. Every time that was said, I wanted to say Daniel Stupid Tiger. Like, that is the worst middle name and the worst way to pronounce a middle name. Other than McFeely, which is Mr. Rogers' middle name. Right. Which, it, that that's a horrible, horrible name for somebody yeah. involved in a children's show, right? His name is McFeely. Oh, I didn't think, <laughs> I didn't think about that. We, we, got, we got to get rid of that one. What? So you referenced this earlier. There's there's a scene where he and now I can't remember the character's name. The singer who is also the police uh, officer. The police officer. Yes. Yeah. They have a a touching moment where it's hot outside, so they're gonna wash their feet together in the pool to cool down. Did you see Fred's toenails in that scene? They <laughs> were not. disgusting. If I were the guy, the police officer, who was going to put my feet in that thing, I'd be like, maybe we should use separate pools because <laughs> your toenails are... F- You'd be advocating 
for separate but equal tubs. Yeah, well, if I saw Fred's toenails, I I wouldn't get in the public pool nearby if I saw those toenails dangling in there. They were disgusting. Did you see that? That was terrible. They were horrible. No, no. He needed a little fungus. I'll tell you what's horrible. What's up with the idea of Fred Rogers owning and listening to a record that is just tracks of people laughing? (laughs) He owned a laugh track record and told a story about how as a child he would just go talk to himself and just play a record of people laughing. Be- but it that wasn't almost made it me was, cry. It was so it was, sad. It wasn't even because he was like telling jokes. It was no. because he'd been brought up to think that people would laugh at him. That was that was awful. That it was, was like immunizing him against <laughs> the fact that he thinks everyone will laugh at him. It was so weird. So also, awful. what's up? What's up with Tom Snyder? What happened to that guy? Remember the, oh yeah, he, he, he was one of the interviewers. Yeah. yeah, and he actually asked him, "Are you straight? Are you a straight?" Yeah, that was weird. What a weird interview question! And what happened to that guy? I like that they didn't show that how Mister Rogers answered it, except they cut to a moment later where he was holding a puppet and making Tom Snyder talk to Daniel Striped Tiger. So in my mind, he said. Yes, I am straight, but why don't we talk to Daniel Ti- Striped Tiger? And then he kind of humiliated Tom Snyder into talking to a puppet on television. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that's how he got revenge, yeah. What's up with how he could deal with some of the difficult moments of our nation's history through that show? I mean, he was in, like, week one, and Bobby Kennedy got assassinated, and yeah. they did a whole week on that subject like that's pretty amazing i it, i think i think there's just a giant what's up with here is what's up with how this show survived and it had to have been with the character of its creator well and it's very clear that he and the the people who made it were focused on childhood development and on helping children and not yeah. necessarily on merchandising and right. selling shirts and lunch boxes and everything else so i think yeah. there's your there's your answer. It's PBS not having to sell T-shirts and plush animals to keep the show afloat um, due to uh, public funding. Mike, are you ready for a couple of questions? Probably how about, not. How about, how about five of them? All right. <laughs> I got five listener-submitted questions about Won't You Be Ben Aver. I can't tell you how terrified I am about where this might go. Knowing no, 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 subject no. matter. Okay. All right. No, let's no, go. No. Okay. Question number one. Why does the trailer for this documentary, every time I see it, make me want to cry? Well, even the trailer made this listener cry. I, I guess I don't know. I'm, I was choked up. I looked around the theater throughout the movie, seeing people wiping away tears. I think that there's probably a just straight nostalgia aspect of it. And then also, a, I mean, God, why, why don't we have more... People in our world like Mr. Rogers, who are kind right. human beings that love everybody. Yeah, I, I think that's probably why. Yeah. Question number two. The internet is convinced that Mr. Rogers wore long-sleeved sweaters to hide his many tattoos, one for each of his confirmed kills as an elite Marine Scout sniper during the Korean War. Why is it so hard for people to believe a man could just be decent and pure and love children? Uh, I don't know. They watch Fox News, so you can't believe that people are nice. I don't, I don't know. 
What? P- you you give me a dirty. P.S. Me- they did. They did go through that sequence in the documentary where they kind of cover and they show the Fox News logo where they're like, Fred Rogers is the Antichrist. <laughs> he's, he's ruined our children's. I mean, I got it. Like, was such whiplash from like having this Fred Rogers love fest, and then these people who think he ruined an entire generation. Right. I mean, I we didn't even get into this. There's people that are like protesting at his funeral. Like yeah. what? 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 But they the weren't protesting him. They were just intolerant that he was tolerant. Anyway, anyway, they're, they're, uh, we're not going to get into that here. Let's... Question number three: How do you think Mr. Rogers would have approached school shootings or the opioid epidemic? When you saw him in the documentary struggling to compose himself, but before trying to give a public service announcement post 9-11. I don't know how he would have dealt with what has happened in the 20 years hence. But he would have tried. He would have tried. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how he would have done it. He, he, he would have done it with, with uh, a lot of class, a lot of dignity, and probably better words than I could ever come up with. We can agree on that wholeheartedly. Yeah. <laughs> question, question number four. Is any TV good for children? Yes. I think in moderation, there are certain elements of television that are okay for kids to watch and get a slice of life and be entertained for a moment while I take a nap. <laughs> Honest answer. Right. Last question. Yes. Mr. Rogers himself voiced and performed most of the puppets in the neighborhood of make-believe, including yeah. King Friday, Queen Saturday, and X the Owl. Do you think it was Henrietta Pussycat he most enjoyed being in Five Fingers Deep? <laughs> is there nothing sacred? <laughs> is, is, is... I don't know how they come up with them. I don't know how these listeners come up with these questions. It's really, of it's nothing sacred, right? <laughs> Pixar and Mister Rogers have been sullied by these questions, but you're under contractual obligation to respond. I, I, I I'm just kidding. You I, are not. You I, are no, not. no. I, 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 if if I have to answer, I'd say I think he liked the tiger. That was his. That was kind of his alter ego, right? It was Daniel Striped Tiger. Daniel Striped Tiger, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, wow. Wow. Uh, thank you, listeners. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. Well, this was uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor. <laughs> Clearly, you enjoyed the documentary. Yeah, I loved the documentary. I, it, I actually think that I would like to see it again, and I came home and told my wife like i don't think that it's showing a lot of places here but i really think that you would enjoy watching this she was a mr rogers watcher when she was a child as many of us were and i think that it's a a really fun illumination of him and his life i too enjoyed it i am looking forward to the um fictional narrative feature starring tom hanks as mr rogers which is entering production but i I really enjoyed sort of the the real thing and reconnecting with Mr. Rogers and uh, being reminded that there are people like that in the world. I got to imagine, and I have the faith that there's others like him out there somewhere. And probably that's a us. hopeful positive, right? Right? 
beyond yeah. well that's uh, that was implied yeah all right well coming up next we've got almost the polar opposite of this and we've got an adolescently stupid buddy comedy called tag with jeremy renner thanks for listening to the spoiler alert podcast please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com where you can see what films we'll be discussing next comment on our recent episodes suggest movies to review or topics to discuss or submit questions for the five questions segment of the podcast stop by and visit our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movie outsiders and be sure to follow us on twitter at movie outsiders if you're a fan of the show we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on itunes overcast stitcher or whatever podcast subscription service you use we'll be back again next week with another episode but until then enjoy the movies